You guys ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what we're going to do, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about sex, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the 10th podcast after the broadcast. Our topic today is how much sex should couples be having? I've got Von England and Kip Watson in studio with me. Kip Watson is a licensed professional counselor and supervisor and a sports psychology professional. She has two master's degrees and nearly 20 years of experience with athletes, coaches, families, and corporate teams. She is a certified high-performance coach, a former professional athlete, and a mom of two teenagers. You can find her on Twitter or Instagram at KipFit. That's KipFit. And of course, Von Eaglund is a licensed professional counselor, supervisor, as well, and he works with two group practices in the Dallas area. He is a certified couple relationship trainer and sees a wide range of clients addressing men's issues, anger management, abuse, and addiction, just to name a few. He is also a doctoral candidate at the University of North Texas in the Counseling and Higher Education Department. His PhD research focuses on couple relationships, men, and groups. You can find Von Eaglin at wefixbrains.com. That's wefixbrains.com. Okay, everyone, let's talk about sex. All right. I love talking about sex. I really do. I don't even know why, but I always have. I think it's so fascinating and and such a broad uh, subject. You and can, we should be talking about and you, it. And we should be talking yeah. about it. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, welcome to the podcast after the broadcast. Like I said, today we will be talking with Von Eaglund and Kip Watson about how much sex is healthy in a relationship. So let me start with this. Okay, so how much sex should you be having in a committed relationship or marriage? That's a negotiation that needs to take place. I don't think you can say this is the certain amount, two times, five times, seven times, every day. Well, what do you think? I'm going to say most men expect because I think men are more sexually driven than women. Am I right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I've i certainly had situations, and you probably have too, where the woman wants it more than the guy does too, and people go, ah, but yeah. I've actually had quite a bit of that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so seen a lot of that. And I've actually had some guys come into my office, and they're like, you know what? Sex is not a big deal. So she has to come seek it out, and it's like, hey, can I have sex with you today? And he's like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, all right. Oh, that, that would make yeah. me so upset. Yeah. I would be like, forget about it. Well, you know. I, I mean, wouldn't never have an attitude. If, if you got an attitude, I'm like, no, it's well, the not timing's not right. Yeah, well, not the attitude, but he, the guy may be tired, he you know. <laughs> well, then he could say, he say, honey, I'm tired. Well. You know, and, a, and well, I, you're so freaking sexy. But <laughs> so, I just I need a re- I need to rest so tonight. There is one aspect with couples where you're like, you know what? We have to teach couples how to one initiate sex and then how to gently refuse sex and still respect their partner. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I love that we're talking about this. So let's talk about sex. This part of sex, okay? okay. So okay, why is su- sex? Uh, why is it? Why is it necessary other than procreation? What are I'm I'm asking just you know an obligatory question here. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. you know just to, yeah. to, to define it. Kip, you got this. Yeah. So, I, yeah. <laughs> so why is it important other than procreation? Because it is a it's a way of emotional, mental, and spiritual intimacy, and that is vital for any monogamous, committed, long term marriage. You know, it, relationship. You got to have that. Okay. Yeah. Vaughn? So, um, I don't, I'm trying to figure out which way to attack this thing, you know, so why is it, Im- <laughs> <laughs> because why is it important? So we're the only mammal that I know of that has sex 
facing each other. You know, like all of the mammals, they have sex, you know, from behind. And so their ears is Well, aspect. we don't always have to face each other. <laughs> I'm true. just saying. Right. Doggy style is a yeah. thing for, for a yeah. lot of people. But, you know. Or, you know, uh, what's that reverse cowgirl or whatever, or whatever it is? We're the most stuff. creative species <laughs> yeah, we, with the sexual relationship. Yeah, right. So we, we receive pleasure. It's just not some, you know, yes. reproductive thing. But we receive pleasure because, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but do other, you know, species and mammals, do they actually have a clitoris? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Like, well, you know, I think I so. I don't think that's the they case. They don't. Though. I don't think I don't, that's the well, case. Well, I, I wish it, I would have done my right, homework. Right. I want to know. It's a pleasure. It feels Avi, really can you look good. That up, that's why we do it, right? Right. right? Do monkeys have yeah. clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> is that a Well, I think they <laughs> do. Because a, a penis and a clitoris are the same thing. Well, a penis and a clitoris. We're talking about the stimulation. One's an Audi, one's an innie. One's an Audi, one's an innie. Yeah. And so it is a spiritual experience. Like, okay, let's take it to the Christian realm. Because sometimes, like, I've done talks at churches and stuff like that. And so we're made in the image of God, you know. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we have our spirit. What if you don't believe that? Well, it's okay if you don't. It's okay if you don't. So what I am saying is that for most people, though, you can agree, most people would agree that good sex can be a transcendent experience. Oh, yes. for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so where you feel like, you know, I'm on cloud nine, I mean, because you release all these hormones and stuff whenever you have sex. So dopamine makes you feel good, vasopressin, oxytocin, that makes you feel bonded to your partner, you know, uh, norepinephrine, like all these things happen inside of your brain. Your brain experiences an orgasm, you know, especially if it's good sex, not all women have orgasms. Not all some guys sometimes don't have orgasms either. However, but whenever you experience really good sex, you will feel like it's a spiritual experience. You feel the sense of oneness right. and wholeness, and like I feel known, and you, it's a you get me, and you know, and so there's this connection that you know that you can't experience outside of the bedroom sometimes. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people get on drugs, but hey, well, sex you know. is an important part of yeah. keeping a marriage together. Because yes. of the bonding. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, but it has yeah. to be the right kind of sex, doesn't it? Because what if, do you if mean by that? Well, the right kind. Well, because if you're if you're just like, um, you know, if uh, excuse me, being a little crass, but if you're just screwing just to screw and you're okay. not connecting, like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know about other people. I only know from my own self the experience. Friends with benefits experience. Well, I mean, but like. No, like so, uh, if, just if a you, physical experience. Well, if you really love someone or you're really attracted to someone, I mean, it's just not like you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You should be kissing, you know, uh, for a while before you even have sex, or kissing during sex. I think right. that's a good indication of whether or not you're really just having sex or making love. You can get sex anywhere. Well, here's here's my point though. What if you don't know that that's what you're supposed to be doing? You know, because guys, you know, a lot of guys look at pornography, and so and then they get yeah. these ideas of what impersonal sex they think that is actual personal sex and so i don't know that i'm supposed to be kissing and caressing and touching you know you to to i guess to, to stoke the, the physical flames. intimacy as exactly. well as the sexual intimacy right they're two different things yeah right and okay. so and so whenever you look at the research most women like they don't look at sex just as intercourse they look at it as a total body experience for women for most guys i mean for most women sex is a holistic experience um and for guys, a lot of times they can compartmentalize it a little bit more. Just and we're just talking about on average, okay? It's not like that for everybody. However, for women though, your minds work differently. And for guys, on average, our minds work differently whenever we're looking at sex. Mm-hmm. And so, um, my old pastor used to say, you know, um, you know, you got to like the pilot. At, in the morning, if you want the oven hot at night, so what? It, what, oh, what that? What a great little uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So, Same. Yeah. So what? And, that, and by the way, all female mammals have clitoris. They do. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. They do. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Aliana. <laughs> I got you. Great <laughs> on the research. And so, because for women, a lot of times, like the sex, I mean, good sex starts out in the morning with me loving on you, with me, you know, telling you how much, you know, I care about you, with me and complimenting you, with, you know, me, you know, setting the mood earlier in the day. Um, because for women, and again, most women, this is, I guess, my uh, experience is that the biggest sexual organ for a woman is their mind. And if you can seduce, absolutely, if you can seduce the mind, the body will follow. Mm, that's what I was gonna, you, yeah. If you're just, uh, if guys could just understand, if they were, if they were uh, sweeter, uh-huh. like daily, mm-hmm. they would get laid a lot more. <laughs> you know, so, they really would. So. I don't understand it. Why they don't get it? Uh, it's like sugar. You get more with sugar. Than you, yeah. Yeah. It, no. What is it, honey? What no, is what's yeah, it? You get more with honey than you do with vinegar. vinegar? Yeah. Vinegar. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a, a woman doesn't want to make love or have sex with someone who's an ass or was rude to her right. in the morning, in the afternoon, the evening, whenever. Right. Well, or vice versa. Men don't want to deal with bitchy women that don't treat them well. Well, well, women sometimes make compromises, and I think guys do too. But here's the thing, though. For sex, you know, a woman can have sex and not be aroused. Yep. But for a guy, you know, I can't have sex if I'm not aroused. You know, there's nothing stiff down there. So, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. so, so you know, a woman can uh, That's compromise. That's why the kissing matters. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Um, so women don't like kissing, though. You know, I mean, it just depends. Everybody's different. I'll say it like that. Everybody's yeah. different. They don't but... know how to kiss if they don't like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> kissing, to me, is almost better than sex. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> women, <laughs> this is a holistic experience for you. So for, for a guy, you We're know, getting the inside scoop uh, on uh, what you like. Well, no, I'm just saying. I think that what I'm I, – I think that they just – if you – if you don't like kissing, it's probably because you're not you haven't been exposed mm-hmm. to another good kisser. Well, okay. and I think there's also I'm going to say throw this out here into the conversation. I think if you don't like kissing, which is it's part of the physical intimacy prior to a sex, and but it also can happen during the yeah. sexual activity. Right. There, there may be some issues there with vulnerability, mm. right? There may be issues of allowing yourself to be known, allowing yourself to let go mm-hmm. and enjoy the pleasure and the intimacy of the whole entire experience. Right, and that's why... kissing makes it really intimate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. True. So, yeah. okay, so uh, next question. So, hey, can I be okay, honest? Sure. Uh, we'll say this is a candid r- remark, so I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, well, there, there, she there, might. Well, you, you, know my, <laughs> you know my story, though. So, I was, I was, you know, I was out there quite a bit, and then I became celibate for three and a half years to the day. And, you know, I married my wife as a virgin. But before that, um, there were times where I was having sex with women, and they would say, hey, can we kiss? And I'd say, no. No, I can't kiss you. And right. they were like, well, why not? And they didn't understand. Because for me, I knew that would be intimate. I knew right. that I would I would connect with you in a way that I didn't want to connect with you. Because for, for, for me, all I wanted was the sex. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I didn't, I don't want to make this too intimate. I don't want this connection. And right. so I'm not going to kiss you while we have sex. And so, and, Is that and how guys feel about it? Some guys yes. do. Some oh, guys do. I think that's very common. Some that is do. very common. Because when you kiss, it does. It yeah. introduces a closer emotional bond to the sexual act well it is well it's very much like a sexual act act, but it's with your mouth instead of your i mean but especially during the sexual act if you kiss boy it changes everything yeah Yeah. i'm getting excited (laughs) i'm just telling you (laughs) there may be a little insight there yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. all right what's your next question (laughs) (laughs) it might be too soon (laughs) uh uh let's see uh why do women feel the need to keep their man pleased in the bedroom Mm, that's a good one 
<laughs> you're looking at me, Bernadette. Okay. Well, because so, you're a man. Okay. Why do women feel the need to keep their man pleased? I don't know. I, I think it kind of works a little bit both ways. You know, people will have a desire to, to, to please. However, for women, guys, a lot of times, well, this is just my personal opinion. This is, uh, taking my therapy hat off. But a lot of women settle and they will accept half of a man. That's just my personal experience. Uh, what do you mean by that? When I say they settle and they will accept half of a man, men, we have so many options nowadays. Because when I get on social media, and all I got to do is swipe left or swipe right to get a date. I don't even have to interact with you, in, you know, by face in order to get somebody. And then there are certain social media sites where we know it's only a hookup site. That's all, you know, I'm, my, my whole goal right now is just to hook up with you. And so it's, it's very difficult. It's, I mean, the, it's an uphill battle for a lot of women. I'm just yeah. being totally honest with you because, you know, so there there may be an aspect where women feel like I need to please you because you see you. you I've even, never felt that, by the way. You even see, never. You even see more women looking at pornography nowadays. And why? They, the, the reason is mm-hmm. why, though, is because men are looking at pornography and they say, I want to be pleased like this. So women are looking at pornography and say, oh, I need to please a man like this. Have you and ever so, felt that way, Kev? That I that I gotta please that you have to please the man that you're you know I personally lover. have not but I think I uh, is it become so competitive is that what you're saying well I so think, so many women think that they have to compete I in think the bedroom that may, you might be getting on something there I think it's it's there is a fear like if I can't That's perform yeah. there is a fear that he's gonna go someplace else yeah well let him or go. our relationship will end if I can't satisfy him but mm-hmm. I can't perform well because you know if you can't perform well in the bedroom all I gotta do is say oh I found somebody that will mm-hmm. you know and so and it's very well, easy for me to I, find I mean, somebody I mean, that will. I, and I'm but not, I think some men guys think have like that, that too though right I think men also because it is harder for a woman to organize like if they can't bring the woman to orgasm, yeah. then there's a fear, right, that I'm inadequate, I'm not good enough, you know, and all that That's kind real. of stuff. That's too. Well, That's and real. men, don't you think men are probably more selfish lovers? They just, you know, mm. I think we're, I think we're want to so, get off and I, get on the road. I think we're so. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So I, I think we're socialized into being more selfish lovers. I would yeah. say that you know is that I think culturally right. speaking, but that's society, more the norm. Yeah, societal standards would say that you know that you know you need to please me because I'm the man, and all I knew, all I need to do is you know once I, and being honest with, you, once I bust my nut, then I'm good. Bust kind of your what? Bust my, <laughs> bust your, bust my nut. That means yeah. when I have an orgasm, when bust I ejaculate, then I'm good. bust I, my nut. nut. That's what nut. Nut. Yes. In your oh. Okay. You can put it to, I okay. mean, yeah. When you, when wow. you come, <laughs> when wow. I bust yeah. it Okay, so jo, uh, Joe, was it uh, Joe Rogan did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Who was it with, Avi? You were um, telling me about it. I watched about half of it, but it was fascinating. They basically were saying what? Uh, the whole testicle thing? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> as animals and primal beings, the okay. size of your testicles. Your gonads. Yeah. Okay. I guess that was determined, that determined who got the female. Whoever had the biggest balls, and where I'm going with this is, is is that we are we're 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 truly animals. So we are we're animals, and, and and and. At the end of the day, that's what's really happening here. So, are we talking about the gonads or the size of the of the penis? I'm trying to understand the this ball, piece. like the, the balls, testicles. The, testicles. the testicles. Yeah, okay. yeah, they traced it back to like uh, tendencies towards like monogamy. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think about it because if you have bigger testicles, I would think there's a, probably a higher correlation to higher testosterone. Right. And if you yeah. have higher testosterone, you're going to have more muscle mass. Right. You're probably going to be more dominant. You're Hormonal. probably gonna, yeah. and, and so, you're going to win. The female. Right. You know, because you fought all the other males off and you, you know, are stronger than them. So there may be a, a correlation that is just not the testicles, but what the testicles are doing for the men or for the male or hormonally whoever, speaking. Uh, hormon- yeah. Hormonally speaking. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, Isn't that so, interesting, though? So you're saying. So 
I'm trying to understand. What are you rolling your eyes for? <laughs> well, I like to think of our species as, as a little being, more sophisticated. Yes. Evolved. And yeah, it, so. We're not. You we're like not. to think I know. That. And so then you, you, be you share the... these stories and I have these oh my head moments and I just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we were more sophisticated, we wouldn't have, what do they call them? Throw, three, not, not the threesome. What's thruples. The thruples. The thruples. The thruples. A couple That's of three just... people. Thruples. <laughs> That's just wrong. Yeah, it's weird. Like, what do we? That's what I'm saying, though. We are truly we've so Neanderthal. Lost, well, I think mm. we've lost the sacredness Ugh. of of a monogamous, long term marital relationship Agreed. and having healthy experimental sex within that relationship. Well, let me ask you this. Oh, okay, so should you be having sex or be intimate if you really don't want to? Mm. Yes, at times in a in a marriage, you're. That you're going to have to. Yes. You, you, there is a, I, I believe that you need to serve your spouse. Oh God, don't sometimes. go there. Uh, hey, sometimes uh, when next, you. The next thing you're going to tell me I need to obey too, right? Sometimes. Oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to kill her. To serve, you need to <laughs> serve trigger. when you don't feel oh, like yeah. it. He but can then, serve me, okay? <laughs> what, you, you're going to, uh, and so or you're the queen me. and he can't no. have any? No, it it's shouldn't. A, it's see, not. It's, it's mutual it's, serving. Mutual serving. Right, and mutual you, serving. Uh, right. Mutual. So at times you may need to serve him and at times he will need to serve you. I'm happy to serve. <laughs> if I get the same serve. You're not always going to be on the same page as far as desire goes, and it hit you both at the same time at yeah. the same moment. It should be equal, is all I'm saying. Yes, but there are times when I need to go ahead and do it, even if I don't feel like oh, it. Oh, I don't think you should ever do that. That sounds awful. Well, that sounds awful. Uh, well, I don't know. And you're going to get <laughs> lousy sex. You're going to get no, lousy yeah. sex. Next thing no, you know, it's you're going to be having a divorce. Sex. Well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I disagree. I, I disagree. I think, as as someone think, who's Vaughn? been there and done that... Once you get into no, once you get into it, then you're in. Then your your body turns on. You get into it. It's okay. I think a lot of people have obligatory sex all the time, and so you know that's why that's why they're divorced. I do think that Mm -hmm. obligation can. That's why they stay married. (laughs) So yeah, we have two sides of the fence over here. I I do think that at and not one of them's happy though. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to let you finish. You're good. You're good. You're good. good. On, On some level, I do think that obligation can kill desire. You know, yes. um, but I don't think that's for everybody, though, because ideally, and this is the ideal, you want both people making what's important to their partner important to themselves. Right. And so there should be a general desire to want to please their partner and want to serve them. And so if both right. people are coming to the table like that, then, you know, uh, I may not always feel like it, but I know you do. So I may well, make a compromise. And it's exactly. not healthy for the man. It's exactly. not healthy for the man. Um, and they were spir- and it is, it is not because I have mm. two friends, actually. Okay. Okay. Both of them are addicted to sex. Okay. Okay. Well, I, and, I mean, I have. And they want it every single day. They feel like they deserve it somehow. It's ridiculous to the point of ridiculous. Guess what? They both been divorced twice. Right. We'll see. Um, well, they may be on the narcissism not, spectrum or something like right. that. Right. That's know, a different scenario than what. what well, you we're just talking. can't force, and you can't, should never force anything. If two I didn't people say are not, force. well, I if, never if, if one force. person is not in the mood, I mean, I guess. Uh, this gosh. goes back to scheduling sex. Remember, yeah. right? Yes. Which is. Uh, 
Some people, some Friday, people need some 7 o'clock, be there, that. be square. But some people need that. Otherwise, they Scheduling never would have it. Scheduling sex. Right. Forget about it. Well, some people do schedule sex. I mean, statistically, for some relationships, it's healthy because we live in a more busy society than we ever have. And right. a lot of times, some people will look at their phone and they're receiving you know, dopamine whenever they're looking at Facebook and all this yeah. other kind of stuff instead of actually connecting with their partner. And so you know, for some couples, because they know they need to have that connection at some point, they will schedule sex because we need to have have it at some point in order to ensure our closeness and our connectivity. Okay, so here's the big answer because this is what we want. How much sex should a couple be having? So how much sex is too little and how much sex is too much? I think that depends. It because, depends. And oh, so, it's so, different for If it's scheduled couple. or not? So I think, no. <laughs> it, it's got to be a mutual decision that you come to as a couple. And, and sometimes somebody's compromising in the other one, you know, for the other one. If somebody wants it every day... I think you but, get more sex and you get better sex if you leave it up to the universe and whatever you're feeling. I but not I can't like feel you, sexy if I have to schedule it. Well, well, so that wouldn't work for you. Well see, well, see, for some people, I can schedule it, and then that allows me to have a time and a place where I can get up for it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I know I can prepare my mind to mm-hmm. go there because it's been scheduled, and I don't have to worry about other things. Like, I've set these two hours aside or however long. It might be five minutes. I don't know. But, you know, uh, you can set that time it's, aside it's to, and get up for that. Date night's coming, right, you know? Right, yeah. and, and then I also think that, you know, with mm. sex, sometimes it's kind of like meals. Sometimes you can have, like, a little snack. Other times you need a five-course meal. And so, you know, you can have a quickie but sometimes it needs to be more involved and you need to be loving on your partner in a different way here's a statistic right here for you so a 40-year study is a 40-year study with over 30,000 couples and this is heterosexual and homosexual couples they found that the happiest couples tend to have sex once a week and so there you mm-hmm. go. So that's mm-hmm. the, that's your frequency, and questions. it's good. And that's the happiest couple. Yeah, because they're not forcing right. it. Well, no, 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 no. Some of them some are scheduled. Scheduled. Some, scheduled. Are, some, some of them are scheduled. Well, I could see that if you okay. have like a night where you know yeah. where it's, it's like Friday date night, date night. night. This is yeah. This yeah. Is we, date we, night. You know because the kids are gone. I mean, you know, we can. You know, I mean, sex can go on for hours. Even preparing for sex mm. is 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 a ritual for a lot of women. You yeah. know, like yeah. taking the time to like get in the mood and you know shave your legs. Yeah, shave whatever. Please don't come on with the. Yeah, and, and, and you know, yeah, like <laughs> so you I can mean, if you want to, yeah, but landscaped, you, and you plan it uh, out, you know, and yeah. you you yes. plan your whole thing. Like I don't know what's this. Uh, Diamond is, oh, <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond, what do you want to say about all this? I totally forgot. You're like quiet, like a mouse. Yeah, in there. I couldn't. I couldn't tell she was on the mic. I was doing some work, but yeah. as far as scheduling sex, uh, me and my husband don't really. But when there was a bout, as it happened sometimes where we weren't having a lot of sex. We decided to schedule it, and that actually helped us like build back everything to hmm. normal. Hmm. So I think okay. it's good. Nice. Well, I have an open mind. Thank you. And so you know, <laughs> good. Eased Yay. up on it. <laughs> I don't know. Do you put it on like the family calendar? How do you do it? <laughs> I'll send an invite. Yeah. How do you do it? Calendar. Well, I used to put a little, just a little heart on the. Calendar. Do you put in there what you're going to do? No, you text just, emoji. But you, just it's okay. step by step. Uh, just the heart. A heart. A I want to say some stuff right now, but you know, you know, I, I'm so used to being on the air that ha- recording off the air. I'm still very cautious. <laughs> I want to say a lot of things, but I don't know. Okay. It's all very interesting. So, uh, okay. So, what do you do if you marry someone who ends up not being very sexual, and you are, or vice versa? Yeah. What do you do then? 
uh, you need to come see me. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, you can't fix that. You may, well, you, well hmm. so a lot of people when they get married, I think you said this on the air earlier, is that they, whenever they get married, a lot of people go into marriage thinking, I can change my partner. And so and most issues in marriage are perpetual. 69% are perpetual. Only 31, 31% are solvable. And so you may go into a marriage, and, and I've had couples come to my office like that saying, you know what, we were extremely uh, sexual and erotic and sensual before we got married. And then when the baby came or, you know, or after I got married, I feel like I was fooled. You know, some at some point we stopped having sex or we stopped having the frequency of sex or even the sexual act wasn't very pleasing and satisfying. It was like, hey, I'm just going to lie yeah, here. Take the fun out of it. Right, exactly. I'm just going to lay here and then you can do what you want and then, you know, get off me and oh you know, my go, gosh. About, go about your business. And so um, if that happens, there are other issues because sex is mm-hmm. sometimes symptomatic. It's a manifestation, really, of other issues and a lack of communication going on inside the relationship. Um, like if one person doesn't feel safe, if one person doesn't trust their partner, um, you know, let's say we stopped having sex and they're like, well, well, you're not having sex with me anymore. She was like, well, you haven't worked in two months. You know what I mean? So, you know, like she, I don't feel safe. You know, we might not have a roof over her head. It may be some other things going on in a relationship, right. not just about the sex. Wow. So, so it's a good here, indicator of yeah. the health of a relationship? It can be. It, it, it can it, it, be. Here's yeah. what we do know is that in healthy marriages, the sexual relationship like takes a – it's like – 10% of the entire relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. But when it's not right, it seems like 90% mm-hmm. of what is wrong, but he's yeah. right. It's revealing really that there's other things going on, not necessarily the sexual relationship itself or mm. that part of the relationship. Okay, so uh, is it ever a person's fault for someone to cheat just because lack of sex? Mm. Well, we get back to that idea of what do I deserve? And when we talk about cheating, cheating, again, going back to the last point we just made, cheating and affairs are typically a manifestation of a lack of friendship and a lack of intimacy in the relationship. Because whenever you start to cheat or whenever you start to think about cheating, because things are created twice, once in my mind and then in action. Mm -hmm. And so there were thoughts about that a lot of times before the cheating actually happened. And Mm -hmm. there was a lack of communication, typically a lack of intimacy and a lack of connection prior to the cheating Mm -hmm. usually going down. Yeah. And so... um, and women are actually cheating more than men nowadays. I just want to throw. That I point know out what's there. up with that. Well, Ooh. yeah. So well, I can't say it's not well deserved. You guys have been cheating for years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, any time coming back around at you. Any time there's any kind of affair, both have contributed to yeah. the reason why that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was sort of joking. Yeah. Yeah. So now for most people, it's like that, you know, but I mean, think about it. Women have more access to the workforce than they ever did, you know, at at this point in our society. And so women are spending, let's say you go to work and you spend 40, 45, 50 hours a week with your partner Mm -hmm. at at work and you find him to be really attractive. And then you come home and your husband doesn't talk to you, Mm -hmm. doesn't connect with you doesn't notice you in the room. You try to connect with him and he stays on his computer. Or you get home and the kids are always, you know. It's a you know, ripe environment. And so, for- you know, <laughs> yet yet and still when I'm working on this group project with my coworker, you know, we're talking about things. We may be talking about some frustrations. Eventually it may talk about a frustration with within my relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you see this spark start to fly, a little flirtation. You know, I touch you here and there. And then you see this thing progressively start to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times you have people spending more time with other people at work than they are with with their own spouse at home or with their significant other at home. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's a moral issue. It's mm-hmm. just either you're a cheater or you're not, and mm-hmm. you can't make excuses for it. You can't blame it on somebody else. Uh-huh. If you want to cheat, you need to end the relationship. Right. 
But and- see, as a society, though, I think we have become so corrupt on right and wrong, mm-hmm. and we've become so loose with a moral value system that b- cheating is it no longer hold, held to mm, this higher moral standard. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're wrong for I cheating. I think it's, so. I, and I've certainly seen couples who have survived it uh-huh. mm-hmm. and, and thrived and done well. And then I've certainly seen where it, sadly, some couples just accept it as a part of their existence, even though they're still married mm-hmm. right. and they hold it as resentment for the rest of their relationship. Some do yes. and some don't. Yeah, I, I it would it, be difficult not to. I think it really yeah. depends because sometimes when cheating happens, and we've talked about this on on live radio before, that that's for some people because you place your you place your whole identity within the relationship. Whenever cheating happens, the person who's been betrayed by the cheater um, or the betrayer rather, then they will experience sometimes like trauma or PTSD or mm-hmm. you know because um, who they thought they were is no longer the case. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, so that can happen within a relationship, but it's not always the case. Well, I think. You know, cheating, unfortunately, because it is, it, it you know, given the change in our society as a whole, like you said about the workforce, okay. as you said, you know, with social media, the rise of social media and just how easy it is mm-hmm. to get emotionally connected. Uh, and it, it's just so much easier to fall into. And I don't think unless, you know, when you make the decision to get married, boy, it bet you better have taken your time to find the right person. Yeah, especially right? if you're going to have and children. And that foundation of trust has got to be there. Mm-hmm. So even if something I think horrific like that to happen, if you really found if you made a good decision in that marriage, you can weather that storm mm. and still be okay. So hmm. so you can. I've seen it happen. I think cheating. yeah, but people, it's hard. It's hard. But, but people have a tendency happen. to settle because they're afraid of what they're afraid of. Ch- people don't like change. They'll stay in a, yeah. in a relationship that's comfortable and uh, a bad relationship and say, "Oh well, I guess you know John did it, and you know, or but they Mary make, did it. But whatever. people they're not settle. Do it again. Yeah, people settle with that initial. I do. Yeah. They settle for less than a quality person. And then somehow they're shocked or surprised when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think if you do the work, if there's cheating in the relationship, the cheating or the, uh, whenever it's discovered, and there's different types of cheating. If I've had a relationship for three years on the side versus this was a one-night fling, those are totally different things to me. But the yeah. cheating should be a catalyst to saying, okay, let's figure out what's really going on in the relationship. Right. Right. We don't need to replay all the details. you know. And I've had couples it's come a to symptom. my office. Right. It's a yeah. symptom. It's yeah. a symptom. And so, but you got to do the work. You have to do the work that's necessary in order to figure out why did this occur? What just happened here? And I would even assert the idea that there are some people out there, they didn't start out wanting to be a cheater. You know, like I had no intentions. This is not part of my value system. Mm-hmm. You know, like just like addictions, you know, no one who, you know, uses a certain drug all of a sudden says, you know what? I feel like being an addict today. Like they didn't, they didn't <laughs> yeah. think they didn't think that was going to happen. However, they left themselves open and vulnerable. And then over time, they actually ended up 
becoming close to somebody else and end up cheating. But they had some other things going on in their relationship too. And so, but they got to do the work to try to do the exploration, ask the investigative questions to figure out what was going on. They don't need to ask detail. Don't mm-hmm. don't go through the details of the cheating, okay? Mm-hmm. Because that's just going to cause more trauma, you know. Like right. you know, and yeah. I had, a, you know, for instance, I had a couple come to my office, and you know, the husband was cheated on. He was like, "Well, what was his penis size? Where did you guys do it?" But oh, I, I, like he asked all these details, and I told them, "Don't discuss this." And so now he has all these triggers, mm-hmm. you know, to go back in, you know, and how was he, you know? Because again, I'm trying to figure out who am I now because my identity is now shifted, mm-hmm. you know, and. You don't love me, at least the way I thought men, you loved me. I, you, you bring up a, an interesting point, and I've always wondered this, and mm-hmm. I think I know the answer, but uh, men don't recover from cheating as easily as women do, do they? Because it's you all know. about the you-know-what. Yeah, I mean, you're like, you gotta, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna just like in the men's room, you're holding your you-know-what up to one another, and you're like, hey, mm. mine's bigger than yours, you know, kind of, <laughs> so, right? Mm, I don't know. I, don't know I, it, either, I, think it dep- yeah. I think it depends on the confidence of the man. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so some guys, you know, uh, being confident in the bedroom is not an issue. Other guys, you know, they lack confidence in the bedroom. And sometimes it deals with penis size and sometimes it doesn't. You know, yeah. for, for some guys, they feel like the bigger, the better. And for some women, they feel like the bigger, the better. And I meet a lot of women and you, you'll even ask a lot of women and pornography, of course, exacerbates this. But some women say, you know what? I don't want a 13 inch penis inside of me like that's that right. Feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Deal. Yeah. And so. I, right. Mm-hmm. I would, I would prefer, prefer something a little bit more average size. But then guys. I still have this idea that, oh, but if I was bigger, then I would please her more. Yeah. And so, you know, for some guys, whenever they, if they're women not. Women feel conf- that way about their breasts. Exactly. I mean, look how exactly. big some women make their breasts. Like right. intentionally, they, they're oh, yeah. like basketballs, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and Plano, just north of Dallas, I think that's one of the highest, you know, like plastic surgery places in the country, actually. So you see a lot of women in yeah. Dallas with big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Bigger, bigger is not always better. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Well, wow. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe we had all that conversation and good that one. people are going to yeah. hear it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm embarrassed <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, always good great, stuff. you guys. Thanks for hanging after the show and doing the 10th podcast after the broadcast. I hope everyone out there uh, enjoys listening to it and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.